welcome to episode 21 of Coffee and Jesus. I, yet again, just am so amazed and grateful by all the feedback that I just constantly get from people in my church, from some of my friends that have texted me throughout the week, and just family members, and just people just reaching out to me, saying how grateful they are for this podcast, and how it's really touched their hearts, and it's been helping them grow their devotional life, and truly for me, that means the world to me, and I'm just so happy every time I hear those um, amazing feedback from each and every one of you, and you know who you are, and truly you know my heart on this podcast is to do this podcast for you. It's for my audience, it's for you guys to help grow your relationship with God and develop um your knowledge about who Jesus is and truly that changes everything. And for me, for my personal journey, journey, it's just, it's been crazy. <laughs> then it keeps getting crazier. But no matter how wild it gets, um, I know I say that a lot, but even in the midst of it being wild, I'm just so in love and so in love with it, so in love with what Jesus is doing in my life and what motivates me a lot is just hearing from you guys, just saying how it's motivating you as well. Just hearing about my story and learning new things about who God is. And truly, I'm just reading scripture and just sharing my thoughts. And I hope you guys just continue to dive in on your own as well and just grow with Jesus. And man, I'm just yet again so excited to be talking again about who our God is and how amazing Jesus is. And it's just been a journey that's still so unexpected, but still so ever-changing and ever so amazing. And nothing I can describe other than so blessed, so blessed and just grateful to be a part of. And we're all invited. We're all invited to be a part of a journey in getting to know Jesus a little bit better each day and just receiving so much. And just being so full of fulfillment and satisfaction because of how amazing our God is. And truly, there's no one like him. And I'm really just going off already. <laughs> I'm just like, I just can't stop thanking Jesus for just who he is in general. And just how loving he is. And man, I just love it. I just love it. And I hope you guys um, have that same feeling as well. And if not, you're in the right place. <laughs> We're going to be talking about who our God is today. And just for me, I'm going to share some stuff that's happened this week. And I just hope everyone just continues to grow and understands how much God loves us. And truly what Jesus has done changed everything. And yeah, I got a coffee too. <laughs> I'm not just going to talk about Jesus. I'm going to talk about coffee as well. Uh, this week I went to Albany, Oregon, and there was a sick coffee shop that I totally forgot the name, but there's like a giant like elephant painting inside. So if you're from Albany, you know what I'm talking about, but that that's a great place to get a coffee, especially an iced vanilla latte. That has probably, in my opinion, a stronger version of an iced vanilla latte. But I actually prefer drinks to be a little stronger for my taste. And so I really liked it. Um, so between that and mugs, 
I'm still going to root for my hometown. Muggs is always my go-to right now, and that's kind of the tough thing about coffee shops in Albany for me is I love them, but they're it's a drive. It's a drive. It's like a 15-minute drive. I know it's only 15 minutes, but is it better than a five-minute drive? Like, come on. And also, I noticed that there's this really amazing coffee shop in Albany that has like a dog. It's like a giant dog. And I keep forgetting the name. It looks like a beagle, but it's like, it's named after a dog, I heard. But it, that place is popping all the time. So I think by next week, I'll be able to talk to you guys about that coffee shop. But for right now in this moment, I made myself a black coffee again. And I may I think I know how to make an iced vanilla latte. Like I've been getting pretty good at it, but today I'm just feeling like lazy and I wanted to like go after it today with this podcast already, this episode, and I just got my coffee right away. And it's it's pretty good. I've been getting it down pretty well with the sugar and coffee ratio. Like I said before in one of my podcasts, ever since I went to Africa, I can finally just drink black coffee with just a little bit of sugar, and it tastes amazing. But speaking about countries other than the United States, um, my dad and my grandpa, so as you know in my previous podcast, if you listen, my dad is the pastor at the River Center here in Lebanon. And my grandpa is an elder at the River Center, and they both went to England for two weeks. For two weeks straight, they've been in England, and they've been in these conferences for um, apostolic leaders and leaders across the nations, really. And you have all these apostolic leaders being brought together in England. Um, I don't know where specifically, but um, I just know from hearing from my dad— just how amazing and incredible it was, and they got to share their experience this Sunday this um, at our service in Lebanon and just share about their time, and it's pretty pretty incredible. Like, you talk about, you know, like, ha- how I, like, kind of talk about giftings of the Spirit and how God's put a calling on each and every one of our lives, and some are so very specific and so very driven and big picture and some are seem to be smaller picture but they're all equal and like it so like I said before there's some that are like deacons that help in the church and there's some that just serve in the church but then there's people like that are called to be apostolic and to go out to the nations and lead different churches across the world and across states and lead several churches at one time rather than just a pastor that's really called to be in one place and to really hone in with that that people group and lead them as a shepherd but lately my dad's been um feeling like he's called to be an apostle and have that apostolic gift and like i said before i think um there's people in our movement that are apostolic that have recognized that he has the apostolic gifting so he was invited to go and he brought my grandpa and it was an incredible time, and I know I know like one of the moments that um, he was there, and he shared with me that there was a time where there was a prophet there, and she was so feeling led by God that this was a time to 
just if you wanted to speak in tongues, that that day was the day to just have that ability from God, that grace gifting. And I remember him telling me that the room was like full. It was like 400 plus people in the building, all these leaders across the world. And it's they're all just like speaking in tongues, not in like a soft way either. It was like boom it was like people were just going for it and the whole building was just filled with voices through the grace gifting of speaking in tongues and it was pretty incredible to hear about that because that's like imagining a room just full of people all differently speaking in tongues praising god in a completely heavenly language and how amazing that is and how incredible that is and i've just Right now, just very blessed to be part of a church, too, that's part of a movement where we're connected throughout the nations, where my dad and my grandpa were being fed, you know, by these people that are apostolic and talking about future planning, but they're as well feeding my dad and my grandpa spiritually, and just we're growing, and we're helping them grow, and we're all just connected as a family of churches across the nations, all for one goal, to preach the word of God to say to show people who Jesus is what he's done and that changes everything and it's just so amazing and incredible to be a part of something like that with even just me in my church just being there and listening about that is that really they're representing us people in our church and hearing from also pastors and apostolic leaders that lead churches in Ukraine which is very like insane to think about while they're still at war with russia and right now so like one of the like apostolic leaders that my dad met he's amazing this guy i can't remember his name specifically but um him and his wife are part of 14 different churches they oversee 14 different churches in ukraine seven of them are occupied um, by russia and then seven of them are not occupied. And so that's like pretty intense to think about is like here's you're part of like a church family of 14 different churches. But then seven of them get taken over by really like the enemy in the war feels like just like I don't know, like it's just so intense. Like half of them are in the battlegrounds where bombs are being exploded near these buildings near the church and seven of them are not but they're all connected and joined as one family just as like one of our brothers and sisters goes away from us and separated from us we yearn for them we care for them and so i feel that way for those churches as well that there's this just great abundance of care between both these seven churches that we're called to be united as one just as uh, it says in John, last time I talked, um, when it was just me and we talked about what it says in John 17, really being in one flesh just as Jesus is with God. And yeah, it's just that unification is so important, especially in times like that. And <coughs> Excuse me. I'm just like so, <coughs> oh man, I'm just like coughing all of a sudden. It's probably because I didn't drink enough coffee today. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just, I feel for those churches. Even just not being there, I could feel 
the emotion for my grandpa and my dad, just how we're really connected to these churches across the nations and that we should not be separated as one individual church, that we should care and really build our community based not just in our local city, but across the nations, the churches that we care for that are doing the same thing as us. And I hope all of you thinking about your own home church right now has that same heart as like you want your church to be connected to churches across the nations. You want people to be changed, not just in your own city, but also in cities across the world. Because truly it's your city that you're in right now. The people that you talk to, there's probably like wait, probably like 30 or even thousands in the city. But think about all these different nations that are like filled with people, nations. Like for me, United States, I'm just thinking about Oregon. But now we're talking about an entire nation that needs Jesus. And thinking about those churches that are not focused on the city, but focused on the entire country of like Zambia and Ukraine. It's like that's such, man, the calling of that to be an apostle to lead those churches is such a weighty thing to think about. But literally, when you have God calling you to do that, God already knows every single day in the future that when you say yes to that calling, that he's going to provide for every single day ahead of that. And it's not something to be terrified about. It's just something to just say yes and be obedient. And sometimes that's hard, but really it's all about faith. It's all about trusting in who our God says that when even just thinking about the book of James and where it says faith without works is dead is really if you truly believe in Jesus, you have to take a leap of faith sometimes when God tells you, hey, I want you to be a pastor. Hey, I want you to do this. Hey, I want you to do that. It's like we're not. And I really love this saying by Andy Robinson what he preached last Sunday, and he said this. He said, we're not, good works don't save us. Being saved leads us to good works, calls us to good works. It's not the other way around. It's not that we have to work our way to be saved. It's that we're saved to do good works. And it's that desire that God puts in our hearts after being saved is that, I want more of who God is in my life, and I hope you guys really have been thinking about that um, this past month, too. I know I have. I've been on this crazy, crazy journey, and I feel like I'm supposed to share about it. And (laughs) I have a passage literally sitting next to me that I was thinking about sharing, and I felt kind of like, at first, like, oh, this would be great to share and talk about on the podcast, but... I'm also feeling like I should be talking about what God's been doing in my life right now. And so I'm just going to go for it. (laughs) And I prayed um, for this and just I really felt like I just needed to let God do his thing today and just not let myself like plan ahead, but just let God speak. And so I'm just going to start sharing. So what's been happening with me um, lately is I've been just yearning for this desire for the past month, I'd say, for just being able to speak godly words to people, to help bless people 
through God's voice through me, really the Holy Spirit speaking to me and then me speaking those words out to people and then blessing them individually and speaking life into those around me and for the church and prophesying. I know I've been, I know for a fact, even like for a very long time, I just really feel like this prophetic gifting has been placed on my life and I've been really enjoying that and really blessed by it and just really wanting to be obedient by it and lately though I've been feeling more of that of more of that desire to speak more individually into the church in a way that's even more prophetic and more day-to-day based and more constant where I'm just wanting to speak just through God's voice and just let the Holy Spirit lead me in conversations and let him give me prophetic words and visions to people to bless them to build up the church to build up people and I've been like thinking about my life lately and just thinking about all these different prophetic words that have been placed over my life and I know I think in my first podcast, my first episode, I talked about this like vision, like the first time and when I was in California this one summer, like I think four years ago, five years ago, and I just was in a church and I was worshiping God and I knew he was going to speak to me that day. And I remember him telling me, are you willing? And I said, yes. And he said, I know. And then I started bawling my eyes out. <laughs> Snot was everywhere. But, and then I remember feeling like I was on Mount Sinai, and I remember I was reading in that that week about Moses and just understanding his love for God and being so obedient and full of meekness and so for saying yes to God, leading the people out of Israel. And he's on Mount Sinai, and it talks about in the Bible, and he comes down, his face is shining bright, and it's like because he was speaking to God. And people even couldn't even look at his face and so bright, which is crazy to think about, but so cool. So, but during that time in the, in church that day, I was standing and I was hearing from God and I felt myself like on Mount Sinai, like I saw myself on Mount Sinai and then I heard God say, I'll make my face shine just as Moses did. And then literally at that moment, my face was like, on fire (laughs) and like my whole body was fine but my face was like sweating like crazy and like on fire it's like somebody like said hey heads up and like tossed like 10 chili peppers into my face and I was just like burning up (laughs) like holy crap (laughs) but I was just like whoa but then after that I also saw myself building a lighthouse and that's when I felt God was calling me to be a church planner, and I knew it for a fact that day, and that was amazing. But that whole, like, Mount Sinai thing picture was kind of like, oh, sick, that's going to be, that's part of church planning. Well, years go by, years go by, and um, I've been thinking about that picture again lately a while, and I've been just, these past two weeks, just wanting to be corrected and built up with scripture and with just the presence of God in my life and just wanting to be just better, just better at what I'm doing day to day at just being with God and just being 
pure at heart and just wanting more from him. And honestly, that broke me down a couple days. Just like it's tough to just just having God correct you, but it's so much better. It's so much better. I'm like ten times better where when I once was, where like before I started to ask God to just help me correct myself, just correct me from my mistakes, correct me and lead me to be more righteous. And sometimes it's like, oh, I got to sacrifice a couple things, but like, you know what? Like the sacrifices are like so, uh, so worth the sacrifice when I, when you have God allowing the works to be done in your life and just building you up in that. And I just, I felt that, and there was one day, I'm reading this book, it's called Hebrews for You, and I'm going to start um, teaching a class soon on Hebrews at the River Center, but stay tuned for that. But <laughs> anyway, um, I remember the night before, I just like, on my knees praying to God, and I felt God say, I'm going to illuminate something to you that's going to fill you up. And I'm going to show something to you in that book. And I'm like, what? And so in my head, I'm like, in that book? <laughs> like, it's not the Bible, but it's like talking about Hebrews. So I'm like, okay, I, that's that's sick. But like, like, really? But so the next day, it popped in my head. It popped in my head again. And I had that thought. I was like, there's something God wants to illuminate to me in that book. And I'm like, hmm. So I was just like, I should, I should do this. I should not procrastinate, because I know for me, like if I don't like spend time with God, towards like the morning to noon time period, I know in the afternoons I start to get lazy and just like, I, and then I don't, I end up not doing anything. So I know in my mind, like I want to spend time with God, but I need to prioritize that in the morning so I can do that, because in the afternoons it's tough for me. So I think that's also like a really good key thing if you're trying to figure out how to spend time with God and things aren't working is figure out first like when your work prioritizing like most productive time in the day happens and then use that to spend time with God. And it doesn't have to be like an hour or whatever. But anyway, um, so I sat, sat down and I read the first chapter of that book and the first things it was talking about was hearing from God and just understanding that there, the way God speaks to us wasn't just when Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead. God has been speaking to people throughout the entire Bible, throughout history, through people that were chosen by God to be prophets, to be, a lot of them were mostly prophets, and there were also different people like kings, like King David and all these like amazing leaders. God was speaking to them individually and directing them. And what Jesus has done has allowed us all to be accepted into that, to just hear from God, to have this personal relationship with God instead of like, oh man, I really hope that I did enough for the law to accept me. Now hopefully God sees me as righteous. Like if you accept Jesus as Lord of your life, that's already been done. That's like, check, all right? Relationship with God, check. You're allowed to do that, boom. And it's like, it's that it's that simple. And that's what's so amazing. But anyway, 
I'm reading about Moses, and I was talking about Moses speaking to God on Mount Sinai, and how he, because of his face being like glowing, it was because he was talking to God, and he was hearing from God, and there was this full-blown conversation that was different. And then I read about um, Jesus and the transfiguration when he was talking to Moses and Elijah, and it referred in the Bible as Jesus talking to the prophets Moses and Elijah. And then I started to think about more about what God's been doing in my life throughout time and throughout my life, even just thinking about what it means to be a prophet and thinking about that vision of me being on Mount Sinai hearing from God. I never knew that Moses was a prophet and Moses hearing from God like that it was because he was a prophet and then I was thinking about just times in my life like I was asking my dad during college to like I wanted him to prophesy over me and just lead me into to what the next books in the Bible I need to read next and he told me he I needed to read the prophets in the Old Testament, and then there was like talking about. Then it was like straight to another passage in by Paul or something. But it was first read the prophets at the end of the Old Testament, and I was thinking, why, why would I need to read those? And then I was thinking, everything's starting to connect, <laughs> and I'm like thinking about how I'm starting to like hear from God in such a different way and I've always felt that moreness and I know I've talked about that before and ever since all those connections and reading that chapter realizing Moses was a prophet and thinking about how God told me that he's gonna make my face shine is because I'm gonna hear from him differently like a prophet would and boom <laughs> so Ever since then, I've just, I've known I've had this gift of just hearing God in such a different way and so personal, and it, it's not like a, I'm better than you because of it. <laughs> it's like, no, it's like we're all gifted differently in hearing from him. I'm just realizing that I'm gifted and called to be a prophet, and I never expected that, but I know that's what God's calling me to be, and that is what I'm going to talk to you about now is the incredible journey that each and every one of us have when you desire to have a calling is I believe that when you desire to have a calling and you have been having this desire to be more a part of church more a part of God's ministry more a part of building the kingdom of God God will put a calling on your life and it will be incredible and it doesn't have to be like oh you're a pro it has to be a prophet no like you have my dad, which he's been gifted now as being apostolic, which is this whole different calling. Or he can be a preacher, and that's a whole different calling. Or an elder in the church, and that's this whole different calling. And it's like all these different callings to build up and edify the church. Mine, I'm just realizing, is mine is definitely to be a prophet. And I'm like so hyped about it, but I know I have so much to learn. But ever since I've accepted that, I've been been in tune with that gift and just been desiring to see that gift fulfilled in my life and I've been seeing God work in that and that's the coolest thing because it's just like 
having that affirmation by God that this is real. This is not just my conscience building that up. And really, my whole desire right now is that if you're listening and you're wanting a calling or something God, something big to be placed on your life by God, truly, if you pray and desire that, God will give that to you and it will be incredible. And also, it will be kind of scary <laughs> sometimes when God says, hey, I want you to be a church planner, or hey, I want you to be a pastor, but guess what? I want you to be over at this country, or go to Ukraine, or go to this. But at first, that looks scary, because then you're thinking, oh, oh, I have to sacrifice, then all these family, my family's close, and my friends. But you know what? At the end of the day, God knows that. God knows what this calling is, what it looks like, what the result of it is. And let me tell you, it's going to be 10 times better than what you expect and what you have already are trying to pre-analyze. It's that God's taking care of it even before he called you to do it. He's already planning everything ahead of time and that if he's calling you to do it, we just need to say yes because we just need to be affirm in who God is. God is our creator he is our kingdom. He is our fortress. He is every single aspect of life that gives us strength, comfort, peace, love. It's like if he's calling us to do something, we should just say yes. Just trust that if he's calling us to do it, then it's for good. If God is all good, then this is good too. And so, boom, drop the mic right now, but then it make a loud noise and ruin my episode. <laughs> but... Oh my gosh, it's already 29 minutes. Wow. And I didn't even read this passage, but checkmate, dude. I had to say yes to God, and I knew in my heart I just need to say yes and not worry about planning it out. And I feel like this was a good, this was a fun podcast to listen to. And I hope you got stuff out of it, and I hope this pushes you to have those desires. And if it's not like, if that scares you too, I just I just tell you to just be honest with God with that. And just say, I don't want to be scared about this, but I am. But just be honest and just build a relationship with Jesus and watch him grow something in you that is way more than you expect and way more beautiful than you can comprehend. God is everything. God is good. Well, guys, it's the end of the podcast, but... I hope you all have an amazing day. Have yourself a nice vanilla latte.